All right, it's time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. On tonight's episode, we have the return of comedian Ken Gar, also riding shotgun, the amazing Patty Vasquez. I want to take this time to uh, introduce a new friend to the show, Singles Only, uh, realtor Brad Feinsmith of Dia Pearl Properties. If you are looking for a new home and need someone who is easy to work with and easy to get a hold of, you need to call Brad Feinsmith. Diaprail Properties. My friend Brad is more than happy to help you with your real estate needs. And as a top producer at his company, he knows how to handle any and all real estate matters and, and uh, navigate you through this often confusing real estate market. Whether you're buying or selling, call Brad at 773-497-0870. I've actually known Brad for over 20 years and he is easily the most fun and successful person I know. He actually should have been a stand-up comedian. But either way, I can guarantee you that he will make the process as fun as possible for you while helping buy or sell your home. So call Brad today at 773-497-0870 or like his Facebook page at Brad Feinsmith Realtor. The number again, 773-497-0870. And, like, and uh, check out his website at uh, www.bradfeinsmith.com. Give his Facebook page a like, will you? And check out his website. And actually, if you call him, tell him I said hi. I want to give a shout out to Scott Shapiro. I know some of you guys have heard about me being a lawyer, but if you have been injured on the job and need compensation, you may be entitled to payment that you don't know about. Not only payment for while you have medical treatment, but payment while you're off work and other compensation as well. Attorney Scott Shapiro has been helping injured workers for over 20 years in Chicago. Call him at 312-648-8800 or email him at scott at scottshapirolegal.com. The law offices of Scott B. Shapiro are a full-service law firm, and in addition to workers' compensation cases and work injuries, the law office can handle any and all of your legal needs, including entertainment law. All consultations initially free of charge. So do not take a chance and wait. Once again, 312-648-8800 or check out his website at www.scottshapirolegal.com. Call Scott today. And now for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. All right, welcome to another edition of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar, and the voice of treason joins me, Patty Vasquez. I'm fine with that. I'm totally fine. I mean, you know what? I'm going to own that. I'm the voice. Of, that's right. It was Side Girl. You didn't like Side Girl, or Jeannie didn't like Side Girl. There's nothing with a, wrong with a, aspiring mm-hmm. to a long-term, loving, committed relationship. That's just why you're here. Just like, That's why you're here. Uh, but I, she, I appreciate your, your lifestyle. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> No am, relationship goals whatsoever. I definitely don't have relationship goals, goals. Yes. if that's what you mean. Although uh, I don't remember. Anyway, go ahead. It's not about me. It's about, it's about our guest. Yeah. Guys, before we get started, I have something to <laughs> Ken Gar has returned to the show. Look, but. when I, I want, I love this podcast. I want to be on this podcast, but I've broken the golden rule. Mm-hmm. I'm not single. See. What? Yeah. yeah. How did this I'm happen? I'm so sorry. Yeah. The situation. When yeah. you were last on this episode, uh-huh. you were single. Super single. How? Crushing it. <laughs> you had a cape and everything. How Crushing. does that happen? I just assume anyone that comes on this podcast yeah. 
remain single. Here's what I'm here committed to the show. Two goals. Number one, help your listeners get into a loving, committed relationship with Patty. Mm -hmm. Okay. Aforementioned. Mm -hmm. Everyone just turned off the podcast. 18 years of marriage. (laughs) (laughs) Just I'm out. I don't want to know anything more. Everyone's like, what the fuck are you doing? And also provide you with guidance and wisdom. In oh, regards is this to an intervention? You. This is an intervention. This is Patty <laughs> oh, and I talked Surprise. earlier this week. We've brought your family and they all wrote letters. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> your addiction to singlehood now I know you're lying. <laughs> has affected us in the following ways. How how did how did this happen? I mean, I know that uh, you're in L.A. Last time you were telling us about dating in L.A., we actually talked about it on other podcasts. Yeah. Mentioning your uh, giving you guys giving you shout outs. Yeah. And now. Um, you're in a relationship. What What are you talking about? How is this happening? Why did you de- Why did you betray us? Well, it's it's so it's a, it's actually an interesting story. So uh, I quit drinking 18 months ago. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you so much. And uh, I got a sponsor. Did the whole like AA thing. I'm still doing it. Um, and then uh, I changed sponsors, and he was just like, I'm like, yeah, I got really sad last night, so I just smoked some weed. And he's like, yeah, you can't do that either. And I'm like, what? I'm like, because some people in AA practice what they call marijuana maintenance right and so they'll smoke weed and and he's like yeah but if you really want to do this like really really want to do this like don't smoke weed so i quit smoking weed so i'm like all right cool so then i'm like going through all my steps and i'm like yeah he's like you so when when you do aa you have to like write down like 10 10 ways you were like um you were unable to control your drinking or you found your life unmanageable and he's like i just want to point out he's like seven of the 10 things that you listed started with a girl's name i was like oh Oh. (laughs) i'm like that's interesting he's like so you might want to look into that. And so I started looking at like my relationships and like some of the, so you do like a lot of deep diving when you go into AA about like soul searching and it's like reflection. It, it really is. And so on top of that, I started going to therapy. I don't mean to make this all serious, but I think no, it's really, no, it makes sense. So like, so like I started really taking a look at my relationships and really taking a look at myself. So I, I stopped dating. And what I realized when I stopped dating completely is that since my divorce six years ago, I had not been single or had not been sleeping with somebody or had not been involved with somebody meaning pursuing somebody for the entire time I'd been divorced. And so I took a break. I just quit dating. When completely. you say quit dating, like you didn't even have a physical I didn't physical l- contact with no, any No, I didn't like a picture on Instagram. I didn't I didn't tweet it anymore. Because that leads like, to making out. Well, no, because like you're you're it's you know, they they basically you're 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 if I'm focused on even something as simple as like a picture of a single girl, like or that I might uh-huh. be interested in, then you're you're taking away from yourself and the self work that you're doing. Well you also get drawn in. If you yeah. if you're always kind of devoting your energies into pursuing somebody, right. you it allows you to distract yourself okay. from who you are and what you want to do. Right. So I really just wanted to spend some time kind of getting to know myself and getting to like understand who I was as a person. Did you feel as though you were dealing with two addictions then, both the oh, drinking and relationships? So they, yeah. yeah, so they call it whack-a-mole, right? And so what happened was I quit drinking and then I started, I, I, I never smoked pot before. Right. And so then, in, in you know, my, my roommate Nate Weatherup mm-hmm. and, you know, he's, he, he imbibes every once in a while, nothing crazy, but like... I'd like take a hit and go to bed. Like, so I never did anything crazy on weed. So I never kind of thought, wow, this is a problem. But the whole thing about AA is that you are trying to escape by using some type of mind altering substance. Right. Right. And so like, I was like, I got honest with myself You know, I reset my clocks. I'm six months over tomorrow. You know what I mean? As far as like off everything. Mm -hmm. But then what that did is I started jumping into relationships and and, like, as a dependency, as a dependency. And these were not like, these were not cool chicks. Like these were like, they were very troubled, very like, you know, they had a lot of problems because that was like what I could dive into. Like codependency. Like, yeah. And like, you'd also be able to help them, which yeah, divert attention from you. It was like, get a hit. Like if I'm, you know, dating some like punk rock girl who's often 
Vegas, like sleeping around. I'm like, I don't even care, man. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? So like, who was it? Is it Joan Jett? <laughs> <laughs> and the Blackhearts, the entire band. Impressive. <laughs> All right. So, so I just kind of like stopped everything. I stopped drinking, stopped smoking weed, and then I stopped dating, stopped like everything. And masturbating. I don't no, mean to be. I, no, okay. I didn't like. I'm not I don't crazy. mean to be. Yeah, no, no. I mean, crass. I'm, I'm just yeah, trying yeah, yeah, to. Yeah. Relaxation. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's um, self maintenance. I'm actually right now. Uh, no, <laughs> I do. Talented. I, I perfected it. No hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> But this is a weird yoga pose. <laughs> but I just stopped everything. And then that kind of forces you into this like self-reflection where you're and even if and even in, in a way in a withdrawal where you're just like, all right, I want some attention from a girl or I want some attention from something. But you're just facing your own feelings for the first time in like 40 years. And it was you learn a lot quickly. You know, some people are like oh, I took acid, took mushrooms, took like just stop doing everything that you normally would do and you'll you'll it'll catch up quick it just comes up to the surface but wow yeah but I, so i learned a lot so so how i got to where i'm at now so for 90 days i just quit everything and then um my my girl the girl who's my girlfriend now we've been friends for 6 years and she lives here in chicago i live in los angeles and she was coming out of a relationship and i'm like well that's a red flag for me like i don't I don't want to be a rebound. Like you go figure your shit out. Like we've, we've been friends for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, sh- and, and so we just kind of like very casually started just talking and, and it, but it happened very slowly. Like my MO is like, I'll jump in like on date two, like let's just move in. Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know so what I mean? so well. Yeah. yeah. Right. But for let's me, save rent. yeah. So like we, we kind of like eased into this, like, you know, friends and then like kissing friends and then like, you know, and, and, but the difference between this relationship and all of my past relationships is just so much open and honest communication. You know what I mean? Like last night we're at Laugh Factory. I'm doing a set and she's got a nine to five job. So like, I don't want to keep her out too late, but at the same time, like hanging out and networking can is part of the job. It's mm-hmm. just part of what we do. And not that I was going to like, you know, find an agent and like uncover so many things at 11 o'clock at the laugh factory right. but like you never know it pulls on your it pulls on you sure. a little bit you know like well should i hang out like you mm-hmm. know my, um my friend becky's here and dave's in town and blah 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 and but, but she's got you know so like i was it, there too yeah you were there too. yeah, yeah you were there as well but but like in the past i would have just like done what i wanted to do and i wouldn't have like communicated it with my partner and then like last night when we got home i'm like man i I gotta tell you like part of my gig is just like kind of like hanging out and like developing relationships Mm -hmm. in show business and like sometimes i'm gonna hang out and then her response is like okay babe sounds good but in my mind it was like this is a big deal this is gonna be like this is gonna be a huge fight and she's just like yeah sounds good oh you're like preemptively like having the argument oh yeah yeah Yeah. planning ahead yeah Yeah, Yeah. but that's the addict in your brain Mm -hmm. like that's that's you know that's the like the alcoholic is always like making it far worse than it really is. Uh, does it, do you have problems now, uh, where, uh, if people are using in front of you or anything, like it no. affects you, it doesn't even. No, I you. think that's a huge myth that a lot of people have. Like, well, the, some people it does. I know yeah. that I have a friend, or we have a friend who, uh, oh, who okay. doesn't like to be around alcohol. So yeah, yeah, okay. That's I, I mean, and that's that's the that, like for me personally, that doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Like like uh, like two weeks ago, I hit up a couple of buddies and I was like, hey, let's go see Rampage together. And I was like, yeah, it sounds good. And then like. Four days later, I'm like, hey, let's go see it. And they were like, oh, we already saw it. And I was just like, no, I want to have a drink. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Interesting. <laughs> right, because right. like that kind of like, like, Let like down. That disrespect and like, yeah. like yeah. It, it blows up into this like thing in your head going like, 
they're the worst people. I'm going to unfollow them on Facebook and they hate me and I don't have any friends. And I'm like, you know what I mean? As opposed to like, I can sit in a bar for two hours and just make fun of drunk people. Like my favorite thing right now is just making fun of yeah. drunk people. I interview them at the bar. I talk, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I yeah. just, I have fun with them Yeah, and I'm able to fuck with them. So it's great. But you know, but like, but like little things like that are, I take as like a personal front, like even though they're not. And once I kind of like work through them then they're fine. Do you think that uh, you would have been able to, is it fair to say that what you're saying is you would not be able to find this relationship if you had not done this inner cleanse, if for lack yeah, of a better word? I believe that. Uh, and, and I've talked to a lot of people, you know, that have gone to therapy and, and have gotten the same advice from therapists, which is like, take a break. You know what I'm saying, and I and I meet a lot of people. I, I I did a dating podcast for a long time, and with the with the Playboy advisor, and what we found was that like, you know, and it's kind of that old cliche when you stop looking, you find somebody, but mm-hmm. it's true. Like if you just kind of like, if you work on yourself and you kind of get your house in order, like the, nothing is more attractive to the op, you know, to the mm-hmm. to the to you, a potential yeah. partner than someone who has their shit together and someone who knows what they want. Like right. the girl I'm dating now, she's known me for six years, and she's like. I'm so wildly attracted to you because you've grown so much in those six years because yeah. like you're so self-aware and because you've matured a lot right. as a person. You have. I've noticed it too. I mean, I remember you were a shit show six years ago. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I missed all of this. Where was I? I'm just not My first, I was actually. I never wanted disappointed Patty. So I was like, hello, Patty. How are you? I've got everything together. <laughs> I, uh... I always want to have a good front for a patty. That's just the voice of reason. Yeah. Um, no, I do remember. Look how badly um, could be himself. I just I remember this story because Becky Robinson was here, uh-huh. who was friends, with, and she asked me how I knew you, and I was like, "Well, I think we were both trying out at Zany's together or something." And then I remember we did a show at Zany's together. You had like a bunch of your friends there, uh-huh. and uh, we all. We went. Out, I went out to meet you, your friends later, and I was talking to a couple of your friends mm-hmm. who who liked my set, and. Uh, and they were you were just doing shot after shot. Oh, and it yeah. was like a it yeah. was like a Tuesday, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. In Rosemont. And we yeah. were all like, I mean, I was like, I'm gonna go. Like one, was- of th- <laughs> one of the things that made me nervous is that like I grew up on the south side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. The culture there is heavy drinking. Right. And it's just it's embedded in our DNA. And so I was very nervous about telling my friends that I've been drinking with for twenty five years. I'm not drinking anymore. And yeah, but they were all, they all embraced it. You know, I said, ask any questions that you want to ask. We can talk one-on-one. We'll right. go off for a drink. It's no big deal, you know. But but no, but like they, they've all embraced it. But one of the things that I realized was moving to LA and getting out of the south side of Chicago helped me realize, oh, you mean nobody gets fucked up seven nights a oh week? Oh my God. We don't do yeah. that? Like, a lot of people. It's funny. when I Because I, I, I stopped drinking for a while too. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't go cold so but i am a lot more sober than i was when i was younger yeah i drink like once in a while but you especially in the in la like people do not drink like we do here well they also for them it's also about the carbs too yeah like it's (laughs) It's more of a health very true yeah no their metabolism yeah Yeah, i'm like so what do you guys what do people do like i remember i had ulcers (laughs) i had ulcers four years ago and i had to uh I had to stop drinking. I'm like, so what am I going to do with my life now? Like, I don't, I can't drink anymore. But it was, it, you, you adjust. Well, one of the things I, I talked to one of my buddies, and he just had some questions. And I go, what you failed to realize is that you know you've got a wife with two kids. I'm like, I'm in a bar 300 nights a year, mm-hmm. and not only am I in a bar, but they want to pay me with drinks. Yep. Yeah. And then crowds want to buy you drinks yes. because they want to party. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like. Like if I had a wife and two kids, I don't know if I would be an AA. Like, like yeah. I, I know now that I would be. Like I know now that I have that alcoholism. You know what I mean? But like for me, I'm like 
my my career is built around being oh, in a yeah. bar we're in, all a, the time. We're in rooms where people yeah. are drinking to and, minimal requirements are, have to be met yeah and i was <laughs> afraid when i when i quit drinking that like how it would affect my career you know what i mean i'm not hanging out i'm not partying mm-hmm. like the guy from the, this top five agency is like, hey, we should do shots. And I'm like, I don't really drink, you know? And then I'm like, did I just screw up an opportunity with industry? Right. Cause I'm not going to be like drinking buddies Parting with this guy. But I'm like, yeah. but then we just sat there and talked for an hour about my sobriety. And he's like, you're a pretty good guy. Let's meet on Tuesday. I'm like, yeah. that's well, awesome. You know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, you just got to be yourself. Right. You know? Now, do you, now that you're in this relationship yeah. um, and you have been married, are you, what's your thoughts on, marriage again are you do you think you're gonna get married again i think i would eventually okay. yeah and and i think like divorced dudes get a bad rap i think like like i think a lot of people think that when you get divorced that you're like anti-marriage i was never anti-marriage no i think women like i think women uh at least uh, you know women who are a little older enjoy men who have been divorced because at least they've they've been they've able a to shot commit. At it. Yeah. yeah yeah whereas guys who are like me who've never had a long they like the view as like they write off. Peter Pan. They're like, oh, this kid's got it. You know, <laughs> he thinks he's still 22, which I am. Polly Red Flag over here. Yeah, that's like my name. Like, wait, how are you not married? I'm like, it's a really long story. Yeah, but I think I would definitely would get married again. Um, and I think one of the advantages that you have as a divorce guy is that you you know immediately all the things that you did wrong in your marriage. You know what I mean? And and she she, she certainly had a part in it too. But like, I've grown a lot as far as like being able to communicate more openly. Um, you know, being able to kind of set up boundaries, expectations, like all these things, you know what I'm saying? Like for me, it's important, you know, when I'm dating somebody to just, just continue to just be open and honest. And one of the things that I, I'm a people pleaser. So like if something would come up and I knew that my wife would get mad about it, I'm like, I would just, I just wouldn't tell her or I would like gloss over the details as opposed to just being like, look, you're going to get pissed, but this is exactly what happened. You know what I mean? And just Mm kind of like biting, you know, just taking your, taking whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And <clears throat> it took me a long time to kind of learn and grow into that whole thing. Like, look, you know, sometimes you got to make them people that you love mad and you're going to work through it together, you know? So, so, so what's your problem? Paul? So reasonable. Well, let's, hold, let's, I still have follow up questions. Okay. <laughs> so you do, you do, uh, still believe in the, the institution of marriage. Yes, absolutely. Like. Yeah. Do you want to have kids as well? Or is that something that's on your, weird? I've always been like, eh, if it happens, it happens okay. kind of mentality. Um, I think it's so hard being a, a, a stand-up comedian who travels around mm-hmm. to, to try to balance. You have to find the right partner. I mean, you, you really do. And you, I think you have to have a lot of talks about what that life would look like as opposed to kind of just jumping off the cliff. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember talking to Vince Moranto about it. And, you know, I was like, well, my wife doesn't want to have kids, you know, because of stand-up and stuff like that. He's like, what? He's like, the first five years, they just stay in the hotel exactly. with you. Exactly. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. We used to bring, <laughs> we would have the, the little <laughs> car seat and everything. Yeah. yeah. He's like, you just, you know, but I think, again, finding that partner who gets that. Who's, who's willing to go along yeah, for the ride. Oh, willing, no doubt about it. Yeah. yeah. But, and I think, you know, part of, you know, to kind of look back and reflect on, on my marriage, I wasn't a full-time comedian at the time. You know, I had a full-time career. I was working for Dun & Bradstreet, you know, making a great salary and a living. And I just kind of did stand-up for fun. And, and it, it, you know, as you guys know, it evolves into something bigger. Yeah. And she didn't sign up for that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. No, you see, know, yeah, I was a different... I was, I was always a comic. I was a comic before him. Yeah. Right? So that was always the end goal. So. And with with the girl I'm with now, she gets it. Right. And, and, it's already baked in. You know, because when you first start dating a comic, it like, it's so exciting. Like, you're, you know, you're out and they're funny and you're meeting, you're meeting all these great, mm-hmm. like, funny people and then... But, like, it's not a glamorous no. life. I mean, at the end <laughs> of the day, you know, it. like, yeah. we get paid to travel and eat, yeah. you know, 
Panda Express five days a week, and you know what or I mean. Or the cafeteria the below the below ground, which is yeah. horrible food <laughs> yeah, with, with exactly. the staff, oh, which yeah. is so depressing. Like, are we yeah. sure this is chicken? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Well, it's hard to explain that emotional emotional unavailability uh, yeah. before a show or after a show, or sort of like you know we have a different clock. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, and also the time schedule too. A lot of yeah. people that have nine to five jobs can't. Yeah. You know, I, I've dated I've dated girls who have regular jobs, and you know I'm. You know, we get off stage sometime at, at midnight, even later. Yeah. And you're wired. You can't oh, fall yeah. asleep or, or doing Patty show or, or anything like, you know, there's it's just a different schedule. It is a different schedule. Unless you already know the person. <clears throat> and I was so anti long distance relationship. But I have to tell you, like, first of all, she's an amazing girl and it's worth it. But second of all, what I'm discovering is that it is actually conducive to my lifestyle because she's in bed by eight o'clock my time. We have, <clears throat> excuse me, we have FaceTime, which makes things so much easier to like see mm-hmm. each other and connect. Um, we have a plan every month of when we're going to see each other the next time so that we're not like up in the air for trying sure. to figure out. Right. You know, when, kind of, you know that's I mean? a great. And yeah. for us, like the way the world works now, like she has her life. She's very successful. I'm doing my thing in Los Angeles. We'll figure out the whole thing down the line as far as like yeah. who's going to move or what's going to happen. But like. It's really cool to just know, like, after 8 o'clock, like, I'm just going to go off and do my stuff. You know what I mean? And she's also so independent, you know, and so, like, yeah, I'll see you later whenever, you know, whenever you get, awesome. get a time to talk to me. So, yeah, it's cool. I, I was, like, really anti, like, I was talking to a friend of mine. She's like, what about the sex? Like, I got to have sex all the time. I'm like, we, we, we fit it in. <laughs> like, we, <Yeah. laughs> like, it's not lacking, you know, like, right. when we get together. So. That makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Well. Well, we're glad we got to check in with you. I'm yes. sorry I lied, guys. Yeah. I just love your podcast so much. <laughs> I just wanted to get, sneak in here. Wait a minute. I want to share some health with you guys. And for all you listeners out there, stop dating. <laughs> Work on just yourself. Stop. Work, Work on, on yourself, your... guys. I'm writing that down. Right? Work on yourself. <laughs> for those of you who mm. want to be in a healthy relationship, listen to this episode. Yeah, and, right? Uh, listen to Ken. Be like Ken. That's it. Um, Ken, where can, uh, where can people, uh, find out more about your upcoming shows and, sure. uh, and things? What do you got uh, coming I've up? got a, my schedule is always on KenGar.com, K-E-N-G-A-R.com. I've got Lake Tahoe coming up. I've got, uh, Vegas, uh, Brad Garrett's the MGM in July for you guys. Um, I'm always doing dates in Chicago as well. So, um, check me out. I also have, um, I just started a radio show on Dash Radio. So Dash Radio is online. It's like Spotify, Pandora. They've got 10 million downloads. I've got a, a show called That's Effed Up with Kim and Ken. And it's nice. um, comedians come on and they tell like some of their most effed up stories from the road or from relationships or whatever. That's on every Monday from 9 to 11 Pacific time. So check it out on DashRadio.com. All right. Excellent. Yeah. Well, thanks, Ken, for coming in. And thanks, Patty, for being, I guess, on this episode. Yeah. I was the you odd man the out. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't there like it at all. I, how's that feel? Don't how's like that shoe feeling. fit? No, it doesn't fit well. All right, then. All right, well, thanks, thanks everyone, for listening. And that's another episode of Kind of Singles Only? S- singles Plus. Ooh. Ooh.